The holidays are coming, and there's one type of hangover that has a cure. More on that coming up next. Welcome to Happily Ever Active, where we crack the consistency code with fitness tips on motivation, mindset, and much, much more. Now, here's your host, author of Feel Like It, and the guy with the silent O, Kelly Dell. Welcome, everyone. My name is Kelly. What's going on? I'm fresh off of a November project workout, so I'm feeling fine and focused today. Speaking of November Project, I have to issue my first official correction in the show's short history. And as you know, I just finished a two-episode feature on November Project where I interviewed the co-leaders of Ottawa's chapter, Liz McKenzie and Lauren Carter, and in a separate episode, co-founder Brogan Graham. Well, I messed up in the intro to Brogan's episode and I said that there were chapters all over the world. That was correct. But there are none in Indonesia. There is one in Malaysia, though. I'm happy to say it's in Miri, and it's the fishing village that Brogan mentioned during his interview. So a shout out to the Miri chapter, who also caught my error on my Instagram post, so I fixed that too. And who knows, maybe November Project will pop up in Indonesia one day, but not quite yet. And I won't doubt that because as you heard, November Project has a ton of cool ingredients that make it a really unique phenomenon. It's fun, uh, it's friendly. It's a bit quirky. And yeah, like as Broken and Lauren and Liz talk about, it's a bit weird at times. And I don't know, sometimes gym life feels like you're taking your car to the shop, you know? You know, not always, but sometimes it just feels that way. And November Project is more like playing bumper cars at a carnival, something like that, I guess. It's a it's a free carnival. It's got that recess vibe to it. You know, that's what Broken and I kind of talked about a lot a couple episodes ago. And by the way, I do have a gym membership, so I'm not going to sit here and just chastise people for going to the gym if that's what they really love. Of course, that's awesome. I have a gym membership too, and I go on occasion. And there are certain things I like there. Sometimes there's things that I like to work on. Other times I'm just looking for some explosive movement, right? Like doing deadlifts or squats, even benching. And sometimes that's just what I'm craving. And Yeah, it's mostly haphazard, and I do it more over the winter, but I really see it as mostly, you know, preparation for other things I do, for other things that I really love or I like a lot more. And in fact, I kind of have this this thing in my head where I keep my workouts to 30 minutes or less. I want to go in, do my workout, and get out of there. I don't want to spend too much time in the gym. It's just me. It's just, I maybe it's because I've spent a lot of time in gyms over the years. You know, I, I used to live at the gym as a younger fella grinding away. And maybe those years have kind of caught up with me that I'm just, you know, more into other things. And if I look at my life now on most objective measures, I'm a really a much healthier dude now than I was even 20 years ago. And that sounds a little bit ridiculous, but it's true. And I'm, I'm healthier because the fitness ecosystem I'm living in these days, the the lifestyle that I've built is sustainable. Now, can I bench what I used to? Hell no. I'd be not even close. But my 20-year-old self couldn't do nearly the things that I can do now, right? So there's sort of this trade-off. My 20-year-old self was also an unhealthy, unhappy fella. And I usually say that although I was a bit of a beanpole, the weight I needed to shed was mental. And I was burdened by a lot of toxic thoughts. 
And, you know, I think I felt that I could fix some of that burden or release some of that burden by getting the abs or benching 220 or 165, but whatever. Yeah, and I know there's a lot worse things to get up to, but clearly my reasons for going to the gym, I don't think really originated from a great place. I mean, it's good to show up. It's good to kind of work through that stuff, but I don't think I was in a really good place to know what really fit me. And that's kind of a little bit of the topic today. And I'll get to that in a second. And it's really funny when I was thinking about this, uh, when I was an undergrad at the University of Winnipeg, the trainer for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers worked at the gym and the guy's name was Jeff. And all of this comes to mind because after a 29-year drought, the Bombers just won the Grey Cup last Sunday. And anyway, Jeff was jacked, you know, shoulders like bowling balls sort of jacked. And one day, He's given a tour of the gym to a couple of good-looking girls. You know, they're interested in joining. And so they go around the gym. They go from the bank of treadmills to the uh, the Nautilus equipment. And eventually they approach the benches where I'm working away. And just as I'm hitting exhaustion, Jeff says, Aha, here's one of our local studs showing us how it's done. And as he said it, I literally got pinned on the last rep no spotter of course because why 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 need a why do you need a spotter and in that moment he had to rescue me and man that was embarrassing so so embarrassing so much so that i mean it sticks out in my mind you know 20 years later so good times and i guess the point of all of that is you know we all have a fitness history i've got a fitness history too and they aren't all pretty Gym class, for example, wasn't great for all of us. We never found a sport we liked, maybe. Maybe we had an overbearing parent that bled the fun out of physical activity somehow. I mean, our backgrounds are filled with stuff. And sometimes we have trouble letting go of that stuff. And it takes something almost profound for us to do that. And when I work with someone, it's really clear that everybody's story matters. And whatever your story is, you can change it. It's really hard to change, though, if you keep doing the same things that don't work, that have never worked. And that's really the focus today. In the very first episode of the show, when I was just cutting my podcast teeth, I introduced a pattern that captures how most people experience fitness. And it's a pattern that most people don't even know that they're stuck in. But as my interviews on the show have been showing, everyone remembers the time when they broke free of this pattern. And I love digging for those moments. And the pattern is called the pain pendulum. And as I said, I talk about it in depth in episode one, and it's also in my book in really in greater depth, which, by the way, makes an ideal holiday gift. I know you guys are shopping out there. And I don't know, books can be pretty awful gifts now that I think about it. But if you're tweening between socks and a peach scented candle for someone, How about just give them the gift of feel like it? The scented candle industry gets way too much love this time of year. My opinion might be an unpopular one. Or just give yourself a copy. Be your own Santa. And I hear the benefits are pretty good because, as one of my friends keeps telling me, the audible version is a great way to catch up on some sleep. Anyway, here we are at the jaws of the holidays. And this is the time of year from now until... I usually say around Valentine's Day, where the pain pendulum is so prevalent. So what is it? Let's dive into this. So it's a dropout pattern inspired by an adage that I think sums up 
the fundamental problem with our attempts to get and stay active. And the adage goes like this, choose the pain of discipline or the pain of failure. You know, it's obvious to say that a pendulum swings from side to side after stalling out or, you know, reaching a critical mass at one of the extreme ends. Okay, the physics are imperfect, so just bear with me here. (laughs) Nothing is worse than getting a message from a physicist. I don't want to tick off any of you physicists out there. I just made one correction last week. I'm not looking to do another one next week. One side of this pain pendulum, though, is characterized by the psychological pain of failure. And I'm pretty sure you know it. There's the negative self-talk about maybe being lazy or chastising yourself for being fat or whatever the story is. And it usually happens during a sedentary stretch or at the end of a sedentary stretch. There's even some guilt and shame involved. And once these feelings hit a certain point, a point where, you know, enough is enough, right? Action is taken. The problem is that the pain of failure is exchanged. It's exchanged for a painstaking fitness routine where the exercise undertaken is inherently unenjoyable or it's done in unenjoyable ways. You probably see where this is going. This endeavor, this painstaking endeavor, which happens a lot amidst the January rush every year, this painstaking endeavor reaches a critical mass. So the pendulum swings to the physical side the physically painstaking side, and it reaches a critical mass. And the regime that we undertake or people undertake is so unsatisfying and even aversive, right? To the point where interest dies, it fizzles out. And people don't show up as often, not at all. And by Valentine's Day, most people file for divorce, right? And of course, the pendulum then swings back to the other side, the mental side, eventually, And back and forth and back and forth we go. And for some people, this back and forth pattern happens several times in a year. But for a lot of people, it happens, you know, once or twice. And to, you know, as we approach the holidays, we're going to face some psychological pain because of all the debauchery we put ourselves through. And I'll talk about that in a second. And I, I say, I talk about all of this stuff because I've definitely lived this pattern. I've definitely lived it. And it all goes back to, this mindset that exercise is more job than it is joy. You know, no pain, no gain, and all of that. That belief still percolates in today's fitness culture. I post about it on my Instagram. I'll, I'll be doing this a lot more in the future of picking apart some of these popular adages. And I've donated a few episodes already in the show, in the first year of the show, to this task. Now, clearly, November Project, as one example, wholeheartedly rejects this. I really think that's why people are attracted to it. That's why it's successful. It's why a lot of people stay. And and not only do they stay, they tell everyone who will listen about it. So the approaching holidays are a pretty tough time. We overeat, right? The debauchery here. We drink a little too much. We might even skip more workouts than usual. But in exchange, I have to say, we have fun. Hopefully, we have fun. We have fun with friends and family. Um. We're celebrating, we're laughing, and all that good stuff. There's a lot of merit to that. So I always say, don't be so restrictive to the point where you feel guilty about having fun and celebrating at a really celebratory time of year for you know a lot of people. So there's nothing wrong with that. But when we come out the other side, the other side of the holidays, and I can speak again from personal experience, and I'm guessing you can too, you feel like crap the first week of January. We're not in a great place. 
and maybe we feel guilty about it. That's the program most of us follow. Of course, at the very same time, at the exact same time, what happens? The fitness industry pummels us with ads. Ads with fit people doing fit things. Ads that poke at our guilt. Ads that might even trigger some shame. And it's not always on purpose. I don't want to paint with this broad, critical brush, but it happens nonetheless. And without trying to be too critical and cynical about it, the fitness industry really gives us that one final push to critical mass on that mentally painful side, that point where we've had enough of how we look and especially with how we feel. And the story doesn't end there. The problem is most January joiners return to the same things that they've always done and always been unable to sustain, you know, give or take. So nothing really changes from last year or their last attempt. And I wrote a blog post on this, which I'll link in the show notes. So if you want to read more about it, just click on that. But all of this reflects that classic Einstein quote, which is like a totally overshared quote, I know, but it goes, insanity is doing the same thing, expecting different results, right? I almost hate using it because it's just so overused, but it's so apt here. And because it's so fresh, you know, due to the last two episodes, let's go back to November Project. For you guys out there who've been or go regularly, this is clearly not the normal programming, is it? Not even close. And think about this. For every single person who's fallen in love with NP, and I'll throw myself on that pile, each of them had to, at some point, affirm to themselves that it's time to try something new. That taking that risk, and of course that risk is relative to the person, taking that risk is worth it. So in my writing, I refer to fitness as a relationship, not a measure or a look. That's how I see fitness. That's how I coach people through their fitness journey. If you're unhappy, if you're unmotivated, if you're frustrated, to get the relationship you want, you'll have to play the field. Especially if you can relate to that whole January joiner get busy at the same old things with less than stellar results, meaning you can't hang on for very long. And Brogan said something that was definitely right. We say we need to try new things, but how many things, how many new things do we ever try? How many new things have you tried in the last month or two? If I look at every interview I've done with loyally active people, the thing that changed the game was something new something different. It wasn't willpower. Willpower isn't a lifestyle maker. It's not a game changer, at least not in the long term. Something new, something that sparked them, something that was almost instantly, or close to it, attractive. I mean, just listen to Ray Zahab in episode 42. Does that sound like a guy who's grinding? I mean, this guy discovered trail life in his 30s, after years of smoking and partying and all that stuff. And at the risk of overanalyzing all that here, there was some mental pain there before things changed for the better. And now the guy's life revolves around expeditions. But perhaps even a better example is Joshua Fry in episode 18. I mean, Joshua's pain was scary. Before he fell in love with OCR and then built Canada's first permanent outdoor OCR course, He was at a rock bottom, and I mean rock bottom. I'll link to that interview in the show notes because it's really inspiring, especially if you're struggling right now 
And without spoiling it, good thing for his dog, man. But that was a pretty incredible interview. And really what I think I'm saying today is find and do what fits you and you'll be okay. But you got to date fitness. You got to put yourself out there and play the field. And if you need a helping hand in all of this, that's what I do. Just drop me a line. Drop me a line at kelly at kellydell.com and we'll get the conversation started. If you just need a nudge, I can give that for you happily. And in the meantime, for the rest of 2019 and the start of 2020, check out something you've been curious about. You know, November project, uh, CrossFit, a swim club, maybe it's yoga, whatever you're curious about. And who knows, maybe that first date leads to another and then another and you're off. All right, so that's all for me this week. I'm speaking tomorrow at F Talks here in Ottawa. If you're in Ottawa, come on down. It's Saturday from 6 to 9 in the West End. If you use the code HAPPILYEVERACTIVE, you'll get a nice haircut at the checkout. That link is also in the show notes. And thanks again for checking in, and I hope your week ahead is filled with motivating movement as usual. And of course, until next week, here's to living happily ever active. This episode of Happily Ever Active has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more content on the mental side of fitness. Oh, and don't forget to rate and review the show. See you next time.